Ahoy hoy! Hey everybody! Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we are continuing our way through the entirety of the Simpsons series. And hey, guess what? It's season three, episode 18. <laughs> yes. Happy uh, New Year! <laughs> yes, it's a, yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's also... Our 100th oh. episode. We, li- we literally just I, talked about this. Like, 10 seconds before it came <laughs> on the air, I said this to you. I got thrown off because I accidentally closed my Frankiac window, so I needed to go back and, and quote the episode and all that kind of stuff. Oh. <laughs> well, I asked you if you were ready to go. You did. And I know. you said yes. I, I was, and then I accidentally closed the window. Oh, I see. You did yeah. that afterwards. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. Well, uh, happy 100th episode Thank to you. you. We are playing with fire today because we have the windows open. Yeah, but it's such a it's beautiful nice day. It's day. a nice day here. I think the high is like 63, 62. I'm not sure. But, but like the sun is shining. I mean, yeah, all the windows nice. in our house are opened up. Yeah. Get so the stank out. That's right. Get that winter stank out. <laughs> Christmas crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it's 69 degrees right now. Nice. Is it really? Yes. Nice. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that great. That makes me think about sex. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take advantage of the nice weather while we can. That's right. Cause to the detriment of the quality of our show. Yeah. We like our comfort more than we like you, listener. <laughs> I mean, eh. what a way to celebrate a hundred, though. Yeah. To what better way than to have the windows open? Yep. <laughs> Man, it's wild over here. I know. It's 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 a crazy time. But we, you know, I, I have to say, like, uh, we are on the one. So here's how this is working. I've been bouncing back and forth, and I think I've bounced been back and forth a little bit. On the show about yeah. which one is actually going to be our hundredth. <laughs> this is our one hundredth uh, l- uh, episode on Podbean, uh-huh. but that includes our uh, trailer. But as Caitlin pointed out before we started recording, that is really—it's more of a mini episode than it is a trailer. Yeah, the trailer is not a short trailer; like it's not a three-minute trailer. No. Sorry, I was—I just adjusted my mic because I was like hunched over. Oh. I still got some tension in my neck from the <laughs> oh dogs winning Jesus that football Christ. game. <laughs> it's been a stressful couple days. Caitlin had a really great time watching the, uh, uh, what bowl were they at? Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, Peach Bowl on. It was stressful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and I, I didn't go into labor, so we're That's good. Right. That's great. That's right. not going to have the baby like three months early. I know, man. So that would have been bad. That would have been real bad. So we got uh, we got a week. Uh, until the national championship. Uh huh. Um, exactly one week because exactly we're recording this week. on a Monday. This is a Monday. It is January second. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. This will drop on the fourth. Yeah. Uh, which will be the tenth day of no, the eleventh day of Christmas. Uh, oh yeah, it's twelve days. Because the the fifth will be twelfth night, and the sixth <laughs> will be the. Like, why are you adding so many days to Christmas? Oh, wait, it's 12 days. <laughs> yeah, there's 12 days. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like the six days of Christmas. It does always feel, it al- It does always feel once you get into the latter part of the days, because we're all going back to work and all yeah, that, like Christmas is totally done. Yeah. But uh, we still adhere to the, the 18th century way. You know, I had a coworker whose family was Serbian, and mm-hmm. she always referred to it as her mom's Christmas because her mom was Serbian. And they celebrate the Epiphany on the Epiphany. They don't celebrate on December twenty fifth. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I think they do stuff leading up to, uh-huh. but like the big celebration is on, on, on Epiphany. Is on Epiphany. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I guess it's kind of like Orthodox Easter, that kind of stuff. Yeah, huh. Yeah. I, I, well, I know like Epiphany is the day, right, when the wise men supposedly yeah. showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but They're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> That's right. <Six laughs> I, got you, I got you this frankincense. Six days after the circumcision. <laughs> Looking good. Oh, I forgot to wish people a happy feast of a holy circumcision yesterday. I wished so many people... A happy feast <laughs> of the holy circumcision. I totally forgot. Uh, oh my I God. I told I told so many people to make sure they uh, people at our house make sure they rinse their calamari. <laughs> people at our house yesterday. No, oh. no, 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 no. So I had to work on New Year's oh, Eve. Oh yes, and okay. which is the feast of Saint Sylvester. Yeah. Uh, whose contribution to Christianity I always forget, but. Uh, Suffered its second tash. Wait, is that deck, <laughs> is that Daffy Duck? <laughs> no, that's you were right. That's okay, Sylvester. okay, okay. <laughs> hey, li- listen. Let me, let me, let me. I'm gonna offer you some so, advice. Saint Sylvester <laughs> offers animosity towards small yellow birds on uh-huh. yes <laughs> on his feast day. Saints be praised, <laughs> and Amen. also with you. <laughs> um. So at, at any rate, um. Today is the 2nd of January. This episode will drop on the 4th, and then, you know, on the 6th, we'll be wrapping up Christmas. We'll take down our tree and all that. And yep. And then it becomes the long, long winter. Uh, it, it does, but, like, I was thinking about it more from the tack of, like, then it's just, like, a few weeks. We got a baby we, coming. We're going to have a baby. Oh, my in God. This house. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, by the way, do you remember how, like, I was like, hey, we have a whole week off. We're going to record and get ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. We assuredly did not do that. No. Uh, what did we do? We watched a lot of college football. Yes, I drank so much eggnog in my coffee. You, Robert uh, drank some eggnog. I had some coffee. Yep. Decaf mostly. Mm hmm. Oh my god! I'm we, gonna be able to have a caffeine again. That's wonderful. We did, um, we did have uh, a nice New Year's dinner. Mm-hmm. So we ate our collards and our black eyed peas. We had some friends come over. Like mm-hmm. one of our friends is, uh, he's from Ohio, but he's Polish in lineage. So he brought over some sauerkraut and some pork. Yeah, and we had pickled herring up in here. I didn't see any of the herring. You didn't? No, uh, uh, they, it they, was right there. They said they brought it, but I didn't see it. I, oh. I would definitely have gotten some. I know you would have. I didn't eat any because I didn't know if I was allowed to. Oh, yeah, yeah. It um, probably would have been fine because it was pickled. But Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't particularly want it. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. We um Several years ago, we were recording for a different podcast. No, no, no. It wasn't for a podcast. But anyways, we, associated with that podcast was the theater company that we were a part of. And we were having a board meeting, is what it was. And one of our board members showed up oh, right. with pickled herring and capers for uh, for bagels. And I'd never had it before. And I was astounded at how much I loved it. Robert really loved it. I thought that was so fucking good. Yeah. Knox, Knox tried to eat the ham about 10,000 times. Yes. Off of the table. <laughs> yes, he sure did. Um, but yeah, overall, good New Year so far. Uh-huh. Um, and we're already two days into it. We are. We're practically at Christmas again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> now the real, the real, the real sad thing for us is that I, we were off all last week. Obviously, I had to go in on New Year's Eve, but we were off all last week. We're off today. We're off yesterday. Yeah. So tomorrow we have to tomorrow go back. We got to go back to work. To the long slog of working through yeah. winter. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not excited. It'll so, be fine. It'll be fine. Anyway. I mean, what am I saying? I'm going to get like three months off and 
the end of spring. That's true. Doing nothing at all. <laughs> Doing a lot, whole lot of Lay, stuff. Laying in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Healing that chatch. No. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, shall we get into this episode? Let's do it. Okay. okay so uh, we're going to kick off the way we normally do. Oh, I never said the... I, you said it, but I didn't say it. It's uh, Season 3, Episode 18, Separate Vocations. And Caitlin is going to kick us off with some specs. Yeah. Uh, season 3, Episode 18. <laughs> Uh-huh. I forgot what I was doing. I slipped into my Jen <laughs> Hamilton voice there for a second. Um, uh, production code AF15, written by George Meyer, directed by Jeffrey Lynch. Original air date, February 27th, 1992. Uh, I have over here the... <laughs> How was that for a transition? Was it great? Um, <laughs> I have over here... <laughs> hello, I have this over here. The um, synopsis from the Simpsons Wiki, that's simpsons.fandom.com. Uh, there will be a link in the description if you want to check it out. I encourage you to do so. So, uh, after taking the career aptitude normalization test, or can't test, <laughs> Lisa finds out being finds out of being more suited to be... Uh, Whoa. I, I'm, I'm going to rephrase this. Lisa discovers that she is more suited to be a homemaker, while Bart is more suited to be a police officer. While Bart enjoys his taste of authority, Lisa turns rebellious after being unable to pursue the career she originally wanted... In the end, it's Bart who prevents Lisa from following the wrong path and encourages her to keep pursuing her dreams. Uh, and this is not giving anything away. She wants to be a jazz saxophonist. <laughs> yeah, she wants. Yeah, she wants to be a musician. So, anyway, uh, all right. So I reckon we'll just kick it off here at the top. Yeah. All uh, right. Full credits. Yep. Well, I don't remember what the chalkboard gag was. Uh, it was oh, I will not barf unless I am actually sick or uh -huh. something like that. Yep, that's what he said. Uh, um. Uh, ran through. Uh, Lisa did play some uh, saxophone jazz she as did, she was exiting the classroom. Of course. And, and the couch gag was all the Simpsons sitting on the couch and Bart leaps across sort of like a centerfold pose, uh -huh. you know, elbow out yep. uh, across and them. lays down. Yep. Yep. That's, uh, we actually get two ch chalkboard gags in this episode. We do. And uh, we get an in-situ chalkboard gag, which is very interesting. Uh, and, yeah. I... Um, I appreciated that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I did. I actually really appreciated this whole episode, I think. Okay. I, I really liked it. Yeah. But anyways, spoiler. Spoiler. Okay. Also, Leo is here on the table. Yep. Hey, buddy. <laughs> um, All right. So we open up, and uh, we are at Springfield Elementary, and Mrs. Krabappel is speaking. She says, now, class, I promised you a surprise today. And then we get into little thought bubble imaginations of what the prize is going to be from the students. Uh, Millhouse thinks that it might be a Native American wrestling an alligator. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherry or Terry, one of the two, uh, thinks that it is going to be an elf providing some ice cream. Uh -huh. And Bart thinks that Mrs. Kravopal is going to rip her face off Scooby-Doo style <laughs> and reveal that she actually is an alien. Yeah, lo th this is a device they've been using a lot this season. I don't know if you've, yeah. or at least the past two episodes, but I feel like we've gotten a Homer version of this uh -huh. fairly recently, too. Yeah, I think where so. Where it's like the thought bubbles and then just, like, last time it was, uh, what what is Homer's secret weapon? For the baseball game. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. It, it sure was. Yep. Yeah, you're right. So. I guess I really hadn't noticed that. I, I said yes, or at least I thought yes, because <laughs> I am trained to say yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> not like, and? Not like, I, yes I mean, I'm, I'm, yes. I mean, in the form of being an improver, <laughs> uh, yeah. not in the form of like, I say yes to you because you're my wife all the time. <laughs> that's that's, that's oh. not what I meant. Damn. Okay. Oh, I mean, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yes. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Anyway, so, uh, and it turns out that's not it at all. 
uh, she says, here it is, the surprise. We're going to take a test. And, and er- of course, everybody's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> That's dumb. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think Bart actually gives us a dough here. Yeah. He, yeah, he's got his hand on his head, like, ugh. Uh-huh. Um, and then we, like, pan down to yep. the... Um, floor below Miss Krabappel's classroom and it's Miss Hoover's classroom. Yep. Miss Hoover who has once again blue hair. So Oh yeah. I don't like maybe she went through a breakup or something and dyed her hair blue. Hey man, you gotta you, you gotta get through how you can. Yeah. Right. Um so she's telling the class that they're gonna take a test and of course Lisa is so excited. She says, All right, a test and um mm-hmm. th- th- that's when we learn that it's called the career aptitude normalizing test. Or can't. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, that was I thought that was a very funny joke, and uh, I I know precisely what they are referencing here. Do you yeah, know? I definitely I don't know what it was called, but I definitely took like some sort of test like this. I remember I remember it, it and I there's a lot of jokes. Well, there are a number of jokes later on that reference the test that they're talking about it's the itbs test oh the iowa test of basic skills i definitely took the iowa tests in fourth grade i remember Uh um but i also took like in middle school so a little bit later than they would have been okay on the show i took some sort of vocational test um like i think it was the purpose was to like give us an idea of what we may be good at so that when Uh when we hit high school we could like focus our electives on that. I see. And then maybe like going into college, we would pursue whatever the test told us. Yeah. That we were supposed to do. Huh. I don't know that I ever took that. I I don't remember it being like, I, I remember it might've been online. Um, it would have been real early days of the internet, but yeah, I, well, for, you know, I, I, I suppose this, this is twofold. One, by the time I got to middle school, I was in private school. Yeah. And I did not, like, really have the option of electives. They just wanted electives. you to be a servant for the Lord. Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, actually, that is part of the mission statement of the school I went to. Oh, okay. Was to cre- it, 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 the, the mission statement for the school I went to was something along the lines of, like, impacting the world for Jesus Christ or something like that. Okay. Um, but Or maybe that's just the motto. Maybe that's not the actual mission statement. Right. But anyways... Um, but what, what I meant by that was more to the point that I did not have like broad selections of electives to take. Right. Like I, they did have a number of, uh, AP classes, mm-hmm. but not, not as many as you even had. And mm-hmm. Caitlin didn't go to a huge school. No. Um, but I, yeah, I, we didn't have like, we had AP, but we did not have international baccalaureate. Oh, I, I don't IB even classes. know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, um, so like, here's, here's a good example of my, uh, experience in terms of like what was available to me available to me you could take French or Spanish in my high school uh, Caitlin and I talked about this the other day yeah uh, and that's that's all like I know me well enough to say that if I had had something like Latin available to me I would 1000% have taken Latin yeah we didn't have Latin but we had French Spanish and German those were the three mm-hmm. you could take there was talk about getting a German class there was talk about a Japanese class mm-hmm. and the reason was because uh, at least at the time the principal was of the opinion that Japanese was the business language mm-hmm. and so that was the reasoning behind that yeah so I'm not sure if that was actually the reasoning behind us taking that test but I definitely remember doing it and mm-hmm. just like talking about the results with my guidance counselor did you? 
get your you got your results back. Yeah. What did they say? Do you remember? Uh, like they just gave you like a list of things you could do. Uh huh. I remember one of them being a costume designer. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. Like it. Like I wasn't old enough to really understand the impact that yeah, yeah, this yeah. like aptitude or whatever test whatever kind of test it was it is funny isn't it to watch this show that was lampooning many things that were occurring to us as children yeah while representing children through the minds of adults right yeah uh, and but like trying to make them children still yeah and uh like lisa if she were an adult would know that this test doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It it means basically nothing. Right. Uh, But as a child, obviously you hear, you can't do that. And it actually... Well, uh, yeah, and it's devastating. And we see that in the episode, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting a little ahead of us here, so I'm going to stop right there. But anyways, they're taking the test. Yeah. They're they're taking the test. The test is quite clearly a joke. Like, I mean, it's it's supposed to be, like, pretty stupid. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, uh, just one more thing. Okay. Uh, when I was taking this test, however old I was, I didn't understand what Iowa meant. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, Iowa, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> the state? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the Iowa test when we t- – so, the Iowa test was a part of, like, Virginia's, like, testing system. Uh-huh. Before they invented, they invented, they invented, they like came up with the standards of learning, and then I think which like, are now referred to as the SOLs. Yeah, which the shit it, out of luck. Yes, it was, when uh, when I was little, SOL yeah. meant that. Yes, yeah. So like right <laughs> around the time that I was coming up in school, like I was like at the cusp of when SOLs were taking effect. So like every single uh, year, I since like fourth grade, I had to take a different test. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was like, I mean, we took like the Stanford nines, I think it was, Uh and the Iowa's, and there was like a few others scattered throughout there. But then finally it was like, okay, you're taking the standards of learnings test. Mm -hmm. And like my, my grade was the first grade that had to pass a certain number of SOLs to graduate. I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we were like the guinea pigs. Yeah. It's, it's. The answer to this is so like, is so tough. Like, what do you do? Like, there there should be certain standards met for for the sake of the kids coming out of public school because it's expected that they will have yeah. certain skills. But right? what you're thinking, but what you're but, creating is a, a generation of children who are memorizing one fact yes. and are unable to like elaborate on any point. It's the old made. teach a man to fish, right? Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I definitely agree. And I think that most skilled teachers will make the same argument Yeah. and they'll say, you know, we're teaching them what to think, not how to think yeah. when it comes to this stuff. Exactly. It's like memorizing dates doesn't mean anything in terms of, historic study right right well and like that was the point that like one of my so i took some public history classes in in grad school Uh and there is a museum in town which is run by the state in order to teach the children about the history of the state Uh and it is geared towards teaching towards the sols so like right yeah you're not you're you're providing one answer to a very complex set of questions right. and that's problematic 
Yeah, and uh, uh, and it like you, you can't like say math. In- math is a, a different story, right? Because you're well. In most cases, you're yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to have one correct answer for a math question. Right. A history question, not so much. Right, and and also and even with math, right? Like there are different ways to arrive yeah. at the correct answer, right. which are not just happenstance either. Right. right? It's like Newtonian and uh, is it Leibniz uh, calculus? Either way, they're, uh, they're we've both, talked about this on the yeah, on the pod. Before, yeah, they're both they're both calculus, and they both arrive to the same answers, but they. The way you go about it is very different. Yeah. yeah. And so that is just to say that what we find with these is, again, this same conundrum. Like, there need to be certain standards met. I think most people agree with that. Uh-huh. However, I think the problem really is is that people who... <sighs> the people who are developing the tests aren't experts in the field. Yeah. Necessarily. They may be educators, mm-hmm. but they're not... I mean, like, legislators are not going to be able to create a test that is valuable in any so way. <laughs> I have something for you. Are Uh-oh. you ready for this? Get oh, so boy. excited. Okay. I was reading in William Blackstone's commentaries on the British common law this week. <laughs> and <laughs> Have you read that, Reader? What do you think about it? Let us know. Actually, tell me if you've read any are Blackstone. There, do do uh, people in law school have to read Blackstone? No. Um, they are often, I think, taught who he was uh-huh. um, but in America, uh, Saint George Tucker actually will eventually write his own commentaries on the common law, oh. which is more applicable, obviously, because he's writing in early 19th century America. I was going through his ca- law notes the other day. I didn't tell you that. I think you did tell me that. Oh, actually, did I? yeah. Okay, and mind. I went, I went, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. This is really nerding but out. Yeah, like, we're um, like, what is going on? We but, are really off the rails. Well, in, anyways, uh, we'll get back on the rails after I say this to you because this is directly applicable here. Okay. So. In the in the in the, in the um, introduction section of uh, Blackstone's commentaries on the British common law, which, by the way, was the standard in reading for British common law for a long, long time. Uh, common law meaning laws that were not necessarily passed by Parliament, but that just existed and were correct accepted. Yeah. Yes, it, they they existed and were set by precedent. Yes. So uh, when we're talking about laws passed by Parliament, we're talking about lex scripta. That's written law, uh-huh. not lex non scripta or non lex scripta. Excuse me, excuse me. Lex non scripta uh, is the you might say unwritten law. So, right. for example, in the United States. In United States common law, there is no law that says it is illegal to steal, right? There are many laws that say this is the penalty for stealing. There's many precedents in a courtroom, blah, blah, blah. But there's no singular law that says it's illegal to steal or murder, right? Counterpoint. Yeah. What about the Ten Commandments? (laughs) (laughs) Our law, everybody say it with me, is rooted in what? Rome. The Bible. Roman. Roman. No. (laughs) No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Roman law. Okay. Roman law. Institutiones. <laughs> that's okay. uh that's Justinian, if you're wondering. Okay. Anybody read Justinian? Here, quote it with me. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Finish saying what you're Anyway, saying. anyway, what I was gonna say is that in Blackstone's commentary, so in talking about people who are who are legislating and don't know what they're doing, right? Blackstone says that there is no profession, be it the law or be it farming or be it whatever, even clergy or whatever. There is no profession uh, like being a legislator because every man of a certain rank or every certain man of a, or every man of a certain capability b- by birth, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, 
supposes himself to be a natural legislator with no education in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, the, his, he's saying this because he's making the case that what he's writing or what's being written down, which are just basically lectures that he's given on the law, uh, are intended to better educate those people in common law so they know what the hell they're doing when they're writing laws in regards to the then British Empire. Okay. So well, there you go. You go, Blackstone. <laughs> he's, a, he's a smart guy. Yeah, I mean, he, I, he was doing his thing like 200 years ago. And First professor of law in the, English, in the English-speaking world, not just the British oh, Empire. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Was he 17th century? He was uh, 18th century. He, oh. took, he took that chair, I believe, in the 1740s. Okay. Blackstone was published in like 1760 in the first edition. Okay. And uh, here's a little. That's so late. It is very late. Wow. And here's a little tidbit for us all. And then we, I promise we're going to get back on track. <laughs> a printer in Philadelphia uh, put out a notice that he would publish Blackstone. And this is not Franklin, by the way. It's a different printer. I was going to say, uh, our good pal. No. Not him. Okay. Uh, he says that he will publish Blackstone if he can get 80 subscribers. Now, obviously, if you're a printer, you don't want to print one of something because that's going to be way too expensive oh and not worth God. it. So he says, 80 subscribers and I'll print. He ended up getting 800 subscribers. Wow. So the, the hunger for Blackstone's commentaries was here and very present. In and the it is century. still alive today yeah, in baby. this dining room table. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, now that you, we've all learned some stuff. There you go. Why don't you move it along? I'm going to write this down. So okay. I'm the description. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, they're they're starting to take the test. We are a minute and twenty seconds into this episode, by the way. <laughs> well, good. Thing. We are twenty seven minutes into the episode. Yeah. So, um, they're they're talking about the test. Some of you may discover a wonderful vocation that you never even imagined. Others may find out that life isn't fair. And then we learn that Mrs. Krabappel got her master's degree from Bryn Mawr. Is that in Chicago? No, it is in okay. uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. I, 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 I figured I was wrong about that, but the reason I asked is because I'm pretty sure there's a Bryn Mawr like station on the L. There may be, but Bryn Mawr is in Pennsylvania, and I know that because that's where Katherine Hepburn went to college. Oh, well. <laughs> in the 20s. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, Ms. Krabappel, Ms. Krabappel is not excited about is giving it, this test. Is Bryn Mawr Ivy League, maybe? I, I, well, it at least was a women's school. Oh, okay. So I okay. feel like it might have been like Ivy adjacent. I see. But not Ivy Ivy. Anyway, the, I, the, I, the only reason I say that is because she speaks of it so highly in her annoyance here, you know. Yeah, she's like, in spite of your master's degree from Bryn Mawr, you might end up a glorified babysitter to a bunch of dead-eyed fourth graders while your husband runs naked on a beach with your marriage counselor. So a little more info about Mrs. K here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we get some insight into her uh, life. Yep, yep. And she, like, and then she's like, okay, uh, first question. <laughs> yeah. If you could, if I could be any animal, I would be a a carpenter ant, b a nurse shark, or c a lawyer bird. Uh, this this joke is funny unintentionally, by the way, because of all of the bird law uh business from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about that, but I... Charlie is a, is is an expert in bird law. <laughs> <laughs> or he he touts himself as and one spaghetti policy. Yeah, and what's your spaghetti policy here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, hold on. So we then we then we then do a little time transition, a little blur across, right? 
Uh-huh. And we are uh, we've come from Mrs. K's classroom down to Mrs. Hoover, and she. So we started with question one, and now we're at question sixty. I prefer the smell of a gasoline, <laughs> b French fries, or c bank customers. <laughs> So very clearly wanting to steer the the kids' answers yeah. in a certain way. You know what this sounds like, in all honesty? Any Facebook quiz. Oh, yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> I could go on about Facebook quizzes, but I'm not since we're, we're running. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. Bryn Mawr <laughs> is right outside of Philadelphia. Oh, is it? Okay. It's like uh, west of Philadelphia. Oh, there you go. In West Philadelphia. Born and raised even. Really? So, <laughs> no. I hear they have nice playgrounds there. <laughs> yeah, I spent, they spend a lot of time there. Uh, anyway, so the test is finally over. Mm-hmm. Lisa or uh, Janie turns to Lisa and says, that was a waste of time. Yep. Which it sounds like it was if those were the questions being asked. And Lisa is just, she says, Janie, school is never a waste of time. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Like okay, Lisa, whatever. And, uh, the the joke here is that uh, Mrs. Hoover then or Miss Hoover, excuse me, mm-hmm. immediately says, "Since we have fifteen minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room." Yeah. So then they all <laughs> they do they just <laughs> sit there and stare. Uh, then two like armed guards come in to take the tests away. Yep. Uh, it, like one of them has this briefcase handcuffed to his wrist. Mm-hmm. It's very intense. It's like the Oscar votes. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. Um, so then we cut to the grading facility for these tests. Uh huh. So we uh we we uh get a little sequence where the plane takes off and then uh-huh. lands at the Iowa Non International Airport. Yeah. And then we head into yes the uh the grading facility, uh which is hold on I'm getting to it. It's the National Testing Center. Uh-huh. Their motto is controlling your destiny since 1925. Yeah. So we see like a little montage of the um, tests going through the machine. And it's flashing the names of the kids up on the thing, like who they're evaluating. Uh-huh. And when it gets to BART, the machine shuts down. <laughs> and then the old man in the rocking chair like hits the machine and is like, come on, Emma. And then it starts back up. Yep. Um. Then we cut to someone you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, J. Lauren Pryor. Yeah, J. Lauren Pryor is handing out the kids' scientifically selected careers mm-hmm. to them. Um, Janie gets to be an architect. Some other kid, I don't know who he is. Yeah, he's around sometimes, but I don't know who he yeah, is. Yeah, he's got a, a lisp. He's an insurance salesman. <laughs> Poor Ralph is going to be a salmon gutter. Mm-hmm. Millhouse is going to be a military strongman. <laughs> interesting i i really want at some point someone like real gems uh, one of the simpsons youtubers to do a uh, an episode on millhouse's um permanent record because there's an awful lot that uh, there's a lot of jokes in the series made about his permanent record and like what he is and what he's capable of doing and uh-huh. what the test show he is. And then what Bart puts into his permanent record. Yes. Cause isn't, there's an episode where they, they get switched. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be interesting. Um, Martin really, really, really wants to be a systems analyst. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He got systems analyst. Good for him. And then we get to Lisa and Lisa's, Lisa's um, assigned thing, <laughs> a career, is homemaker, uh-huh. which obviously is not what she was hoping for. Um, she, she, yeah. 
But we didn't. We don't linger on this just yet. No. Because it, which is, uh, I guess, a little bit unusual. Normally, we'd get Lisa would have a little more voice here. Yeah. So she's just like homemaker, and then um, Jay Lauren Pryor goes, "Yeah, just like a mommy." Uh huh. Um, and then yeah, that's it. Like she's not talking back or anything. Um, and then we cut to Bart. Yep. And he is police officer. Uh huh. Well, I'll be jiggered. <laughs> yeah. And so. Then Jay Lauren Pryor t- tells him that if he'd like to learn more about being a police officer, he could arrange a ride along in a police car for a night, mm-hmm. which I don't. My cousin did that in. Yeah, I think. Yeah, she did that in high school. I don't think that would happen now. Do you? No. no. Robert, Robert's burping and nodding. Um, or nodding, <laughs> shaking his head no. <clears throat> no, I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I mean, maybe. I guess I never really looked into it. I guess it depends it. on the locality. But I just don't foresee that happening right now. And I, I, I don't think it would be safe for anyone, much less a fourth grader, as we will see, yeah. to be oh, well, in a yeah. ride-along <laughs> with a cop. Well, yeah, I... Um I don't know. I told. Have I talked on this podcast about the time that I was in the back of a police car? Yes. When I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Or you like roll up to baseball practice or something? Yeah. We we were riding around in um the back of my father's truck. Yes, we did talk about yeah. this on the podcast. Yeah. And the cops said you can't do that. Sorry. It was when the law was first passed. Yeah. And he was like, I'll give you a ride back over. And so they put me in the back of the cop yeah. car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You did talk about that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Anyway. Uh. The uh, uh, counselor, uh, J. Lauren Pryor, says, I really think you should consider this. Because before I saw these test results, I had you pegged as a drifter. And then Bart has a little daydream about being a drifter. He does. It's, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, a drifter? Cool. Uh, and, yeah, we see adult Bart. Who, adult Bart is always a little jarring to me. Just Oh, yeah? I don't know what it is, but it, it is, um, I, don't, I don't like it. I like how they will use adult Bart or Lisa uh, in whatever way is super convenient in the moment. And so, like, later on in the series when adult Bart is a stripper, he's, like, chubby, you know. Yeah. He's got his belly pooching out. Or he's Lisa, watching himself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> does, uh, or uh, when Lisa, you know, grows up and marries Ralph. <laughs> Quit it. Quit it. You kids knock it off. <laughs> yeah. Get mama's prying, boy. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Bart uh, is enthralled with the notion mm-hmm. of being a a police officer and b a drifter. Yeah, so you know he's got two prospects uh, going on. Then we cut into the inside of the Simpsons household. Mm-hmm. We're at the dining table, and Lisa exclaims, "A homemaker! I might as well be dead!" Uh, right and in front of, of Marge. And of course, Marge. <laughs> yeah, Marge chimes in. She says, "Lisa, it's not that bad." Um, and then Homer asks. Bart what he's gonna be mm-hmm. and he tells him a policeman yep uh to Homer's great surprise um and Marge says that's nice Bart your father wanted to be a policeman for a little while but they said he was too heavy to which Homer immediately corrects her no the army said I was too heavy the police said I was too dumb so the the wiki so helpfully points out to us in the like trivia section that Chief Wiggum is very dumb, so it seems weird that they would turn oh, down yeah, Homer. Yeah. But I mean, I don't Something know. Something else happens later in this episode uh that is um non continuous, I guess is yeah. that the right phrasing? Sure. Uh non sequitur. Uh-huh. Uh and I'll I'll point it out when we get there. Okay. Uh then this is when we find out that Lisa is going to be a famous jazz musician. Uh-huh. She says, I've got it all figured out. 
I'll be an unappreciate. Uh, I'll be unappreciated in my own cup. God, I will be unappreciated in my own country, but my gutsy blue stylings will electrify the French. I'll avoid the horrors of drug abuse and I may or may not dis- die young. I haven't decided. Oh, she, uh, they, you skipped one there. Oh, She's, I'm sorry. Uh, avo- I'll avoid the horrors of drug abuse, but I do plan to have several torrid love oh, affairs. Oh, sorry. Frank, uh, skipped over that for me. And then, yeah. And then I may or may not die young. Haven't yep. decided. Yep. So in um, March <laughs> jumps right in, yep. honey, if that's what you want, uh, we'll do anything we can to help. Yeah. And then Homer is offended here. He's like, Hey, wait a minute. Isn't anybody going to follow in my footsteps? And we get one of these really great like, moments. Crickets. Here. Yes. We're all, crickets. everybody clearly looks away from Homer, including Maggie. Uh-huh. And there's absolutely no noise yeah. until we hear a wolf howl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nobody wants to be, the safety inspector for the nuclear, nuclear power plant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we then cut over to uh, little Lu- uh, little Ludwig's music school, uh-huh. a playoff of Beethoven's name. Yep. And oh, 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 stop. Sorry. There we go. And, and uh, anyways, uh, Lisa says, can you tell me, she's talking to the instructor at the school. Uh, can you tell me if I have what it takes to be a blues musician? Mm-hmm. He says, sure can. Show me your chops. She plays for him. He seems to be really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. He's tapping his foot. He's saying, yeah, and cool. And then uh, Marge says, after Lisa finishes, she says, so do you think she has talent? He says, sure. And then she says, do you think she could be a professional someday? To which he replies, oh, Lord, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lisa, of course, is like, I'll practice every day. And he says, look, I'll be frank with you, Lisa. Um, and when I say Frank, I mean devastating. <laughs> You've inherited a finger condition called, uh, known as stubbiness. It usually comes from the father's side. And then we cut to Homer drinking a duff and then dropping it and blaming his fingers. This is like Caitlin these days. <laughs> yeah, I got stubby. Well, I got stubby fingers to begin with, but they're extra stubby and fat right now. Um <laughs> I was referring to your little carpal tunnel issue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that. Well, I thought you were talking about my swollen hands. But oh, oh, no. Yeah. Well, Robert, Robert makes fun of my middle finger anyway. Y'all, Caitlin has the stubbiest <laughs> little middle finger, and it's very funny to me. And sometimes she'll get mad, and she'll flip me off, and I'll say, one what? Because <laughs> it's, it's the same length as her index finger. Look at that. Oh, well, it's pretty close at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's hard for me to... <laughs> I have to like use my other hand to push my other fingers down to try to make my middle finger look That's longer. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's ineffective to say the least. Although I did flip that lady off the other day in the car. So that was. Um, oh, yeah. Driving has been wild around here. Yeah. Y'all. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of touristy things going on around here. And it's been Christmas. There's like Christmas markets and shit. Yeah. And people have just been all over the place. Yeah. Well, this person would not let me merge. And so I flipped them right the heck off and, and said, fuck you. I love that you said I flipped them right the heck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I shouted, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway. Uh. <laughs> so uh, Lisa replies, you're wrong, you're wrong. You don't need long fingers to play the blues. The blues come from in here, pointing at her heart, obviously. Mm-hmm. And when she puts her hand up to her, she notices, she looks at her hand and goes, my God, they are stubby. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lisa. Poor so Lisa. Then Maybe we go- her fingers will go through a growth spurt. <laughs> Maybe. 
Um, then we cut back to the Simpsons house. Uh, Lou and Eddie are knocking on the door. Uh-huh. Uh, and Homer opens the door and screams. And he's like, look, I didn't steal that copper wire. I just thought they were throwing it out. Here, take it. <laughs> and hands it over to them. Like, oh, my God, Homer, please. And then they're like, no, no, we're here for your son. He's mm-hmm. coming on a ride along. Um, <laughs> Homer says, good for you. Maybe this will straighten the boy out. Yeah. And then, you know, something they would do these days is the old scared straight. Yeah. <laughs> put the kids yeah. in the cell and make the prisoners yeah. yell at them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, <laughs> so that makes me think of an episode of the IT crowd where Moss goes and talks to a bunch of kids about being in prison. It's funny. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's a different, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Uh, so Bart comes out here mm-hmm. and he or comes outside and he sees, he's there with Eddie and Lou and he's walking to the car and he says, wow, can I see your club? Uh, it's Lou who says it's called a baton, son. Well, what's it for? We club people with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and then we get, oh God. And then we see our old friend, Ugh. our old cunty friend. Our old emphasis on the old <laughs> Mrs. Winfield Ugh. looking out her dumb window over at the Simpsons house. And they're putting Bart in the back of the cop car. And she goes, well, it's about time. Hey, writers, we could have saved a good three seconds and not have focused. Never on have Mrs. seen Winfield. her. Her dumb, crusty face yes. ever again. Oh, God, I hate her. <laughs> I hate her. I thought he'd be in prison. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Robert was triggered by Mrs. Winfield. I was. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Uh, anyway. Sh- she's back. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Thank God it was just for that little little snippet. Yeah. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Gross. So <laughs> Ugh, I need a so- shower. <laughs> So then we cut into the cop car and they're riding along and Bart's asking them, um, Lou and Eddie, if they like being cops. Oh, it's great. Lou is saying you get to run red lights, park wherever you please. Hot and cold running chicks. I don't, I I guess what he means is like, it's, you know, feast or famine in terms of whether or not the the ladies like the uniform. Yeah. Uh, Um, and when you go home at night, you know, you've made a difference. Um, and then they pass by, what is this building? It's the Who Who's to Know Motel. Yeah. And they pass by and um is it Eddie or Lou that says, um I think it's Eddie. Yeah, he says, Hey Bart, you see that caddy over there? That's Mayor Quimby's car. Tonight his honor is uh pulling the electorate. Wink. <laughs> and then we see that he is in the ho- the motel with a, a sex worker. A a young lady of some of some interest. Yeah, but he's asking <laughs> her if she wants a street named after her. Yeah. So um, Bart is impressed by this. Yep. And then they pass by a sideshow Mel who is walking his dog. <laughs> walking his dog. He's rollerblading. Yep, he's always rollerblading. Walk, yeah, walking his dog, which is very funny. And he's got like an Afghan hound, which has very long, flowy hair. Uh huh. Um, and then we cut to. Lisa in her bedroom. Yep, she's writing in her diary. Dear Log, this will be my last entry. For you are a journal of my hopes and dreams, and now I have none. She's got her ergonomic stool. Oh, yeah, yeah. she sure does. Yeah. So um, then we... Uh, oh, we're, we're, and we're, we're back, back in, in the cop car. Yep, and, and they drive past the Quickie Mart, and uh-huh. Snake, or at this point I think he's still Jailbird, is robbing... Apu. Mm-hmm. Um, Bart sees this going on, but Lou and Eddie don't. Um, then Bart turns his attention back to them, uh, to Lou and Eddie, and he says, 
hey, do you need straight A's to be a cop? And they both laugh and they're like, um, basically being like, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't work quite work. That- oh, wait. Uh, sorry. I got, I got a little ahead of myself. Oh. Anyways, Bart then says, hey, fellas, let's go shoot some bad guys. Uh-huh. And Lou says, it doesn't quite work that way, son. Eddie says, people see movies like McBain and they think it's all bang, bang, shoot them up, cops and robbers. Well, at that point... Snake's car squeals past them. Mm-hmm. Squeals past them. <laughs> it squeals past, and um, they're like, "All right, let's go!" And they turn the sirens on, and they're they're chasing Snake. And uh, this is the first appearance of Snake's car. Oh, okay. Uh, the little, little bandit. Little bandit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh By the way, um, so Eddie radios in. They're talking about being in a, a pursuit of a speeding individual in a red car. License plate number, eggplant, Xerxes, crybaby, overbite, Norwal. Uh, Norwal, I think, is what that's supposed to be. Um, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> X-Con is what that spells in case you're not keeping track at home. And um, then we just, and then Snake realizes that uh, he's, he's being chased. Yep. He's, he's got, like, oh, no. In the front no. seat, he's got a, uh, a bunch of lottery tickets. Uh, is that the register there with him? Looks yes, like it, it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, anyways, uh, we get this little cut back to a poo here, who acknowledges, even though he's tied up in a chair, uh-huh. that they used nylon rope this time. It, it feels so smooth against my skin. Almost sensuous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to the uh, action scene, and it really is an action scene, yeah. like it's from a movie. It, it's based off of a, a movie. Hold on, it's based off of. Uh, bullet, I think, is the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the tra- the car chase between Snake and the police is loosely based on the car chase from the movie, uh, 1968 neo-noir film Bullet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyways, um, they are screaming through town. They uh, knock some poor fellow into a milk truck, which immediately explodes, <laughs> obviously. Uh, they run through some boxes mm-hmm. and then they pull into an alleyway, turning the cop car sideways to block the alleyway mm-hmm. and he's stuck. Yeah. So they, it, it, in the meantime, they had called for backup and they don't know where they are. Um, but, uh-huh. so <laughs> Eddie comes to back to the car and he's like, son, this is against every regulation, but would you cover us? And he hands Bart a pistol, a, cu- yes. a gun. And Bart's like, what? And then... Um, sn- Eddie and Lou start to go off to the sides of the alleyway yeah. looking for Snake. Yeah, and, and then we see his car, and it's like aimed right at Bart. Yeah, the, the headlights turn on. Yeah. It's almost like the wear car sequence in, uh, in Futurama. I don't know if you've seen that episode of it. I don't think so. Anyway, yeah, it's sort of hiding out, and the lights turn on, and they're shining straight at Bart. He hits the gas and is aiming straight for Bart. He's going to run him over. See you in hell, punk, he says. Yep. And Uh, then... And then we get a to-be-continued card on the screen. Yes. (laughs) uh, Which is funny. Very clearly, the commercial break was uh, inserted into that. Right there, yep. Um, But not on Disney+. Plus. It's not. And so then we come back to the scene... And Snake is continuing towards Bart. But as he drives towards Bart, the alley narrows Mm -hmm. and the car gets stuck in the alleyway, apparently with some force because Snake... Yeah, he goes through the windshield. Yep. Which, that's not good. Um, And then Lou and Eddie come over and they're like, wow, that was close. 
Um, <laughs> good thing they got, good thing this alley got so narrow in the middle. And then by this point, the other, uh, the backup comes, including Chief Wiggum. Uh-huh. He tells him nice work. He's like, looks like you just bought yourself a lottery ticket to jail. He's talking to Snake. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Lou points out. He was like, uh, "He's unconscious, sir." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Principal Wiggum, Chief Wiggum's like, "Oh, they can still hear things." <laughs> so, this is when Bart turns to Chief Wiggum. He goes, "So here, here is where my uh, incontinuity uh, problem comes in." Okay, is that they're all moving around this car freely now? It's supposed to oh, have been stuck, yeah. and now they're all moving freely around yeah. this car. Okay, it's a small thing, I guess, but it annoyed me. Okay. Anyway, no, that it makes sense. Bart walks up to Wiggum. Uh huh. He says, "Sir, I know what I want to be when I grow up—a cop." Yep. And then he, uh, Chief Wiggum's honored. He's like, "Okay, well, until then, son, I'm gonna make you an honorary police officer." Eddie, give him your badge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Um. So then we cut back to the Simpsons' house, and Lisa is ju- she's depressed. Yeah. She's not happy she's coming back into the kitchen yeah and marge says morning honey and she says what's so good about being stuck stuck in the house behind a stove uh i thought in this moment i was like well lisa she just said morning she didn't say good morning to you yeah yeah (laughs) but anyways they didn't dwell on that like i did and uh marge says lisa you you know i know you're down on homemaking but it really can let you be creative See, this morning I turned bacon, eggs, and toast into a nice smiley face for Bart and Homer. And she goes, what's the point? They'll never notice. Oh, well, you'd be surprised. And then here they come. Yep, she puts the plates down. Yep. Bart and Homer come in, and they immediately start eating like the Simpsons. Yep, and they, don't, they do not notice. Ow, ow, so ow, Lisa, ow. Lisa, point, uh, point for Lisa, because she was right about that. Um, we then have this very cute little sequence here. Uh-huh. Uh, where Bart is fingerprinting Maggie, but he's he's putting her whole palm onto the ink. Mm-hmm. Now, just relax your hand. Thank you, ma'am. You've been most cooperative. And he lets her go. She starts crawling away. And then she she gets little <laughs> handprints all over the carpet. That's right. Um, then we cut to the kitchen, and Marge is uh, scolding Santa's little helper for eating a cake. Um, she, you know, she's like, bad dog, bad dog. And Uh then here comes Bart and he's like, mom, before you blame the dog, I think you should take a look at these surveillance photos. And it shows Homer coming into the kitchen and eating the cake. Uh And then it shows Bart taking a picture of his own butt in the mirror. (laughs) I'm going to shock and surprise you. What? I have taken many photos of my own butt with other people's cameras. I know you have. You've done it to me. You've done it to me. Not not bare ass. One but. of my favorite things to do at weddings back when I was like in my early twenties, when people would put the cameras on the table, you know, the disposable cameras, mm-hmm. would be to take a camera and take a picture of my butt in the bathroom. <laughs> so that when they were going through their photos, they'd get a picture of my butt. And it was a really fun thing to do. And so everyone classy. thought I was the life of the party. Uh-huh. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Here's my question about this. A, okay, well, I guess, where's Bart's camera? Oh, it's in there. B, how did he get these pictures developed? Yeah, he took them to Wolf Camera and Video. I guess so. Guaranteed low prices. Our expertise is free. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have those up here, did you? No. No? Mm -mm. Wolf Camera and Video. Guaranteed low prices. That's bullshit. They were the most expensive. Our expertise is free. (laughs) Yeah, no, we... uh. We just had the old the old Kmart where we took our pictures to get developed, but um, 
Yeah. So, but like instantaneously, because it seems like this whole thing just happened. Yeah. And then here he comes showing pictures to Marge. Yeah. So his camera is his camera is in the photo uh, of his butt. Oh yes, it is. Um, but uh, w- I guess what you were saying is, where did this camera come from? Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, didn't he get a camera before? He had the spy episode? camera. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's that. Um, although the so spy camera was teensy weensy. Oh. Um, this just looks like a normal camera. Yeah. Anyway, but like, what is going the, on with the, this show? It, the, I'm the, done the, with this show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Throw the whole thing out. <laughs> the point is, is that it seems like he had a very quick turnaround on the development of these pictures. Uh-huh. Um, which, if you didn't know, children, uh, you used to have to go get your pictures printed out. Maybe Springfield has one of those one-hour photo booths. Maybe. Um, just like that uh, not-so-blockbuster Robin Williams film, one-hour photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see that, but I don't think I ever did. I remember liking it. Um, Is He's creepy in it, yeah? Yes, it's okay. about him basically like falling in love with a woman he's never met because he's developing her photos, uh-huh. and he acts upon that, even though she like has a family and Ooh, all okay. that. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, anyway, so um, <laughs> he's showing Marge the photos. They get to the one of his butt, and she's like, oh, Bart. He's like, well, I don't know how that got in there. Uh-huh. Uh, then Marge goes upstairs to Lisa's room. She says... Uh, she's asking Lisa why she's not at band practice. We learned that Lisa has quit the band. Um, I'm, 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 I'm right here. I'm coming. Right Nox is Nox is snoring. This dog is going nuts. Over he, here. He's, <laughs> Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> it's okay. We spoiled dogs. Anyway, uh, so Lisa tells Marge that she has quit band practice. Marge tells her, you know, I know right now you're discouraged, but deep down, you know, you love the saxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you should stay in the band. Um, and then Lisa, a very teenager moment from Lisa. Here. Yes, I thought the same. Yeah. Uh, if you think it's so great, then why don't you join the band? And Marge, Marge, we get some motherly advice from Marge. She's trying. Which is very Marge She's advice. She's doing her best. She says, Lisa, <laughs> there are a lot of people in this world who like to tell you what you can't do, but they don't always know what they're talking about. Then we cut to little a Marge. flashback yes. <laughs> of little Marge telling Patty and Selma that she wants to be uh, she wants to be an astronaut. Uh-huh. She puts an oatmeal can on her head. And yeah. she says, you know what I'm going to be? And they say, the girl on the oatmeal box, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to be an astronaut. Women can't be astronauts. Why not? They distract the men astronauts so they wouldn't keep their minds on the road. <laughs> yeah, and then Marge, you know, tells them that there will, too, be women astronauts. And then she goes, it's true, and we'll all live in, col- in cities on the moon. So, and then we cut back to the present day, and Marge is telling Lisa, she's, she's like, you see, my sisters are wrong. Except about the cities on the moon. I was wrong about that. So, well, <laughs> you can see how everyone can be wrong, or anyone can be wrong. In short, Marge's advice. Mar- Marge is trying. Well, well-intentioned. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like the advice she gives Lisa in the car in the, um, oh, frick, what episode is it? The It's Moaning Lisa. Moaning Lisa, yeah. yeah. She's, like, giving her this advice, which really isn't great advice, but, like, in there are some pearls of wisdom regardless. Yes. Uh, so, And I think, like, this is just one of the things that we all just love about Marge's character. She's mm-hmm. not perfect. And yeah. uh, even though her intentions might be the best, her 
what she does and what she says is flawed and yeah. it's it's a believable mom character moment at least for me yeah for sure and it's like i mean i'm not gonna give great advice to this kid i'm sure <laughs> like sure. be like yeah don't do that or whatever you know everybody has their <laughs> things um <laughs> listen to your mother junior <laughs> but she you know mark she's trying yep she's trying uh then we cut to springfield elementary yeah we kind of get like all this setup is is leading into the main story drive here. Yeah. Um I did not know that Springfield Elementary's mascot was the Puma. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> if you would have asked me, I would have said Cougar, but oh, okay. I would have been wrong, I guess. It would, have, it would be better if it was Cougar cuz it's Miss Cravapple. Oh, okay. <laughs> But anyway. Uh so Skinner is polishing the statue of the Puma. Mm-hmm. Um He's like sleek, vigilant puma. Although he says like puma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sleek, vigilant puma, uh, principal of the mountains. Um, so he's, you know, taking good care of that. And then Lisa and Janie, or Janie comes up to Lisa, says, Hi, Lise, you want to quiz me on the vowels? And she goes, Janie, I'm about ready to chuck the whole stinking alphabet. Uh-huh. So Lisa is like in her feelings. Yep. She is. She is emo before there was emo. Yep. And so she's walking down uh, the hallway a little bit farther, and she passes by a girl's bathroom that says, stay the hell out. Yep. It's very clearly intended to be, like, the bad person, the bad kid bathroom. Yeah, well, and, and Janie even says, or Lisa starts pushing the door open. Janie asks, she's like, where are you going? That's the bad girl bathroom. And then Lisa's like, duh. So um, she goes in. And <laughs> how old are these girls? I They must be fifth graders, like, yeah. They, they, they're not in Bart's class. Do we know what grades is Springfield Elementary? First I through fifth? I assume it's one through five, but okay. I can be wrong about that because it didn't it used to be the elementary could be like one through six? Yeah. Like before there was middle school? Well, one yeah. Through six? I mean, they're very clearly like, so Lisa's in second grade. Or K through six. I yeah. Guess. Lisa's in second grade. So I would say that, yeah, they're they're probably... I think they're fifth. fifth. Uh, they, fifth or sixth. They could be, yeah, they could be. Because I know like when Ill, I was in 11 second. 11 years old, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. When I was in, yeah. When I was in second grade, I feel like fifth and sixth graders seemed like big, you yeah. know? Yeah, Like yeah. they were big kids. Yeah. And so Lisa comes in. My point is, is that they're smoking. One of them's got like pink hair. <laughs> they're pretty punk. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> like. Like having like a fourth grader smoking, I feel like is a bit <laughs> much, but fifth grader smoking too is See, also. Like, for me, it's like, it has more to do with like the age, like an 11 year old smoking. That's, un- that's unheard of. A yeah. 12 year old smoking. I'll buy that. Uh, I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> like I knew some kids they're definitely, who would smoke at 12, 12 years they're old. They're definitely rebellious. Uh, for sure. Is the point. Um, so they're having a conversation as Lisa's entering, asking like, "Do you want to skin? Uh, do you want to egg Skinner's car?" And the one's like, "Yeah, okay." And then they notice Lisa and ask her what she's looking at. She says nothing, and they're like, "All right, well, you got to get out of here because we're trying to figure out stuff to egg." Uh huh. Um, and, and then Lisa imparts some wisdom on them. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to honk Skinner off, which is a funny Ugh. phrasing, uh, <laughs> I suggest you attack the one thing he truly believes in. And this, of course, was the Puma. Uh-huh. And we immediately cut to uh, an Skinner standing at the Puma, which has been egged and toilet papered. Yep. 
And Skinner says, I, I saw some awful things in Nam, but you really have to wonder at the mentality that would desecrate a helpless puma. Which is funny, of course, because he, just a little while ago, was referring to the puma as the principal of the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they got him, thanks to Lisa. And he relents to no one, but he says it out loud. He says, I never thought I'd say this, but the no-goodniks rule this school. Yep. And then um, we hear Willie yelling, get your hands off me. Um, mm-hmm. Skinner goes outside. and he, he, uh, he says something kind of funny here. There's something that I think teachers would probably relate to more than anyone in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> he says, God, I could really use a half day. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of a thing from Arrested Development where Buster joins the army and he shows up at some point and they're like, what are you doing here? He's like, army had a half day. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So anyway, uh, non sequitur. Anyway, we go outside and Eddie and Lou are arresting uh, uh, groundskeeper Willie. And he's m- making threats to them saying, you think you think you're big men, you're handcuffs and blasted tasers. He says, uh, Bart looks at him and says, get him out of here. Uh, Willie turns around to Bart and says, I'll get you, Bart Simpson, if it's the last thing, the last thing I do. Yeah. And then Skinner, Skinner comes up. He's like, what's this all about? And Bart explains to him. He says, it's quite simple, really. I observed our friend groundskeeper Willie burning leaves with a blatant disregard for our clean air laws. Um, and then Skinner's like, what? Skin, yeah, Skinner's taking it back here. Yeah, yeah, he's like, Bart Simpson on the side of law and order? Has the world gone topsy-turvy? And Bart's like, yep, that's right. I got my first taste of authority, and I liked it. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're 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 an hour into this recording Jesus. session, so I don't want to um I don't want to derail us too much, but I just want to point out here that this is like a classic philosophic like point. Like it doesn't matter how good you are at something if you do it without virtue, meaning care for other people, then you won't be a good you won't be good at what you do. Okay. Uh, and we see that I in our modern day we see that a great deal with law enforcement. Do we not? Uh, people who come into law enforcement and do it because it gives them that sense of authority, that yeah. sense of power that they wouldn't have otherwise. And that's But they're not doing it for the care of other people. Exactly. It's not for the good of the community. It's actually like alluded to earlier on as well when Eddie says, you know, you go home knowing that you made a difference after they talk about all the like running red lights and parking yeah. wherever you want and getting the ladies yeah. and all that stuff. All of that benefiting only one person in mm-hmm. that instance and that's the officer who's Eddie and Lou aren't virtuous. I wish they were. I, I they actually actually I was gonna say earlier when they picked up Bart, you kind of got like the first I think in the series the first glimpses of who I recognize them to be, which yeah. is just you know two dudes who happen to be cops, yeah. and are relatable and likable, who haven't been. Those they far. haven't been likable, that's yeah. for sure. So yeah, you're getting we're getting definitely more Lou and Eddie in this episode than we have mm-hmm. in a well, probably ever. So far. So far, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, not to linger too long on that. Yeah. Uh, Bart gets his first taste of authority, and he likes it. So, uh, we then are inside of Skinner's office. Mm-hmm. And he says, Bart, there are a lot of troublemakers in this school, and Lord knows I can't be everywhere at once. And Bart, Bart is Bart's interested. intrigued, yeah. yeah. Intrigued. Intrigued. He's intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, go on. He says, look, let's can the euphemisms, huh? No more bull spit. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, How would you like to be hall monitor? And then Bart asks, wouldn't that mean squealing on other kids? That's the meat of it, yes. And then um, we cut to a 
daydream situation. He has a courtroom situation where Bart is on the witness stand and he is his face is covered by a blue dot. I, I guess they did this at some point. Yeah, probably like when they like blur out your faces. If yeah, you're yeah. if you're like if it's a sensitive issue for anonymity. That is a hard word to yeah, say. It I, is. You get a pass on that. Thank you. Um, anonymity. Yeah, yeah. An- anonymity. It's tough. So uh this whole sequence was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically like Bart is testifying on the witness stand and instead of using his actual voice, they modify his voice yes. to be Steve Allen. Yeah, it was funny. Do you know who <laughs> Steve Allen is or was? I don't. He was the first host ever of the tonight show. Oh, really? Like in the fifties or early sixties. Oh yes. So he, <laughs> The, he is doing this voiceover, which is very strange. Also, fun tidbit that I learned today. He was married to Jane Meadows, the sister of Audrey Meadows, who was Mrs. Uh, oh, who was uh, Grandpa's girlfriend in that one episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway. B. B, yeah. yeah. I was I said Mrs. B, but I couldn't. I don't, I don't think we knew her last name. But anyway, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But um, OB. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um with her wonky eye. <laughs> with her on- wonky eye and then them taking those pills. Ugh. So we we the <laughs> the culmination of this whole courtroom sequence is Steve Allen's voice saying, I carumba. <laughs> yeah, which apparently they had to do several takes of because he kept mispronouncing it. <laughs> which was like, oh, okay, an old crusty white dude not being able to say I carumba, I guess that's that's not that far fetched in yeah the the nineties. So uh, Bart at, coming out of his uh, imagination, his daydream. Yeah, uh, he's a little hesitant. He goes, "I don't know." And Skinner says, "Well, you get to wear a sash." And oh. that that seals the deal. He's like, "You got yourself a narc." Yes. So then we cut to uh, Bart basically patrolling the hallways. Have you ever have you ever been at a concert where someone accuses someone of being a narc? No. no, I've been at a concert where people have accused other people of being a narc oh. before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if, there's um at the at the Lollapalooza episode, the one with the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh-huh. Uh Someone accuses Homer of being a narc. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, there were um, uh, when I was young in down in Atlanta, there were every year there was a big concert by 99X, which is the uh, was the uh, alternative rock station, which by the way is coming back on the air tomorrow, oh. January third. So the day before this show, dro- this episode drops. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they um, uh, they would do a big uh, concert uh, called Big Day Out, and lots of you know great headlining bands. They actually would do three stages. They'd do a locals only stage. There'd be like a middle stage, and there'd be the main stage. So now, when you went to these concerts, did you have parental figures with you? No. Okay. No, that uh, is a huge difference between my concert going experience as a young person and uh-huh. a concert experience for you. So I had my older brother with me, yeah, who was old enough to drive. So I didn't actually start going to these concerts until I was like thirteen or fourteen years old. Yeah, well, yeah, but um, still very. And I mean, your older brother's only what? He's three years. He's older three than you? slash four years older than yeah. Me. Yeah. So. You know, that's different than having a parent with you. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, I, I could tell you a couple of stories about how that's different. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I am I am sure. But um, but at, at any rate, um, yeah, I remember like being in the, the, the pit, right? And uh, I had never, ever, ever had marijuana uh, at that time. And 
would not for many years afterwards. <laughs> uh, but uh, there were people smoking, and then someone was like, let me have some marijuana or something like that. And they were like, that's a narc. You're a narc. <laughs> Everyone started like booing him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy was probably not a narc. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Um, but that being said, like, I, if I was at a concert, I was always with either my parents uh-huh. or a friend's parents. Gotcha. Because that just was how yeah. our lives worked because yeah. we weren't in a major metropolitan area. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, transit and all that kind of stuff. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I never had that experience. Nope, we used to go riding up the old banana wagon up there. <laughs> yeah. My, my older brother's car. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, d- well, a friend of mine, uh, went to a Dave Matthews concert, uh-huh. uh, where she lived, which was in the Midwest and she and her friend. And I hope she doesn't mind me telling this. I don't think she'll ever listen to this, but uh, she and her friend and they were sitting in at the venue, wherever it was. And some guy comes up to them. He's like, Hey, got any papers? And she's like, no, but I have a pen. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) yeah, good. Yeah. (laughs) I have, I have a distinct memory of thinking. So I've told the story on here about how when I was young, I thought very few people in the world drank. Uh-huh. I thought obviously the same thing about people that smoked pot. Right. And I remember being at, I don't think it was a big day out. I actually think it was a music Midtown festival, uh-huh. which is very similar in, uh, in that way. And in terms of, I mean like the way that it's put together uh-huh. and we were at the main stage and some people in front of us, I'm pretty sure that big bad voodoo daddy was on the stage <laughs> Wow. And it was the 90s. It was probably 1995. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that would have been too young for me. It was, No, it was probably like 99. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, all that's to say that these people uh, were standing close to us, and they were trying to roll a joint. And the mosh pit is right there, like, bouncing around next to them. In the fucking middle of a concert. That's a hard thing to do. It, it is. And they were doing their best. <laughs> okay. And they were rolling it up. And um, not that I know. I am not even kidding. Like one of the one of the moshers came and bounced against them. They dropped the joint and all their pot went on the ground. And like there were four of them or five of them, something like that. And they all go, No. <laughs> and my older brother and I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> like I was laughing hard. <sighs> and um because like I, I just I don't I didn't have any like context for that other than like drugs are bad right. don't do drugs if you right. do drugs you're bad right right and uh, I but I we thought that shit was hilarious that they dropped all their weed <laughs> <laughs> oh. was one of them named Weenie Hut Junior <laughs> no okay I think we have talked about that man too I think we? we have yeah that man that the was man at the Browns tailgate who should not have been walking. Or alive, that but dude was. was smoking fatties. Yeah, that dude was not smoking joints. They that were dude, like they were like pre-rolled, like real packed. He, he, yeah, yeah, the the old like cone shape. Yeah, ones. and he smoked like four of them. Yeah, by it was himself. Wild. It was wild. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, was, it was it was a lot. Damn, t- strong like bull. Like, yeah, <laughs> strong like Weenie Hut Junior. Anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so Bart is uh, Bart, Bart is, is the now hall the hall monitor. monitor. Yep. yep. He's walking through the halls. He's got his sunglasses on with his little sash. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, he's talking to Jimbo. He's like, Jimbo, keeping your nose clean, dude. Mm-hmm. a boy. Hey, Donna, who loves you, baby? Uh, I guess Donna is the pink-haired girl from the bathroom. Maybe so. Uh-huh. So. 
And anyway, somebody uh, comes skateboarding down the hall, and Bart knocks them off the board uh-huh. and grabs the board. Not in my hall, bub. Yep. Um, then he's at the water fountain, and he's telling the girl, he's like, I think you've had enough, sister. And um, Yep. He's, he's trying to move the line along here. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of a TikTok I saw. Uh-huh. Sorry. I'm sorry to keep derailing us, but... When I was a kid, like, I feel like everybody's got their comfort water bottle these days. Like, oh, yeah, you I know, do. you definitely <laughs> I do. Sure I do. But like little kids, too, like they're sent to school with a water bottle. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, we didn't have that shit. No. You had to go to the water fountain. They would count one, two, two. three. Yeah. And you were done. Yeah. How are we not shriveled wow. up? Wow. I am remembering that. Yeah. <laughs> how are we just like, how, like, how are we hydrated? I don't know. I don't. I drink so much water now. I know you do. I, drink, I mean, I drink way more water than I ever did. I as drink a kid. like I drink like anywhere between like four and six Nalgene bottles a day. Yeah. During the summer, I drink way more. Yeah. Plus Gatorades and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, how? What is going on? Like what? Like are we all? Is that why we were all got water? We got you all, know, all got I've our thought, hydro flasks these this days. Before. I've wondered this before. I've talked to people about this because you know you talk all the time about how like in the 18th century. Uh, in the town where we live, you couldn't necessarily drink the water because it's contaminated. Uh-huh. So, like, you're drinking, uh, you're drinking a lot of like fermented and brewed, you know, beer and that kind of stuff. And I've thought before, those people must have been just perpetually dehydrated. Yeah. Like, like green stinky pee every day, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, I also saw another TikTok, a separate TikTok, even uh-huh. uh, talking about how the like municipal water systems obviously in present day. Yeah. Like filter out the minerals that help us remain hydrated. So yeah. And like, so if you're like, if you drink a bottle of mineral water, Uh you're going to be better hydrated than you would be by drinking like filtered tap water. Huh? Yeah. I have never heard that. Yeah. I did not know. I did not know. I didn't know that either, but it like, you mean this water bottle next to me is doing nothing. It's pointless. Throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, but like, also, yeah, like, how yeah. are we not like? How as children did we not have so many like headaches, headaches? Yeah, like in I guess urinary tract infections, coughing fits. <laughs> yeah, like what the hell? Yeah, like you come in from a ninety degree day on the playground, and you get three seconds at the water. Yeah, fountain. it's true. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, I grew up in friggin' Atlanta. I mean, it's hot here too. There's no doubt about that. So like. You're <laughs> like you go out in recess and like yeah. you're covered in sweat. Yeah, exactly. Shoot, I used to think there was something wrong with me. No, I just live in the hot, humid south. <laughs> I mean, and I wasn't allowed to drink water during yeah, school. That's right. So I don't, I don't know if like that filtration stuff has changed since we were kids or what. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But like, I don't know. It's just something to think about. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yes. Bart has been patrolling the halls. We'll just cut through yeah. all that. Uh, he he is the he is the law. Yep. Got his sunglasses and everything. Yeah. And uh, we then cut to Marge, who is laying in bed with Homer, uh-huh. and she notes that Bart's grades are up a little this term, but Lisa's are weighed down. And Homer's like, oh, we ha- always have one good kid and one lousy kid. Um, why can't both our kids be good? And then Marge reminds him that they have three kids. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, Marge, the dog doesn't count as a kid. <laughs> no, Maggie. And he's like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this is this will be a consistent joke. I love. I can't remember what episode it's from when he's uh, 
very sad and uh, something has happened and he thinks they're gone. And he's like, little Bart, little Lisa, and the rest. <laughs> and it's like Santa's little helper, Snowball, and Maggie like floating yeah. by his mind. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. So, then we cut to Miss Hoover's classroom. Yep. They're doing some sort of craft. Lisa's not having it. Yep. Um, she Miss Hoover's telling the kids to take the paste, put it on the construction paper, um, and then sprinkle your sparkles on your paste. And we learn that Ralph is, of course, eating the paste um, at this point. And she's, she asks him, she's like, Ralph, are you eating the paste? No, Miss Hoover, covered in paste. With his, with the, yeah, with, with the little with thing. With the applicator hanging out of his mouth. Did you ever eat paste? No. And I, like, I, I remember being a little kid and being like, should I eat paste? Like, yeah. am I supposed to do this? <laughs> I don't even know if they sell paste anymore, but I remember having it. Uh-huh. It had a distinct smell for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I could see why you would think that it would be edible. Uh-huh. Um, I want to say it was like minty. Dad, it says non-toxic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I don't. I don't, I don't, I never ate it, but I definitely smelled it. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't either. And like I said, like little over analytic Robert was just like, am I supposed to do this? Should I enjoy eating paste? Yeah. Is that something? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like that's, that's the thing. It was so ubiquitous. Right. Like in the zeitgeist of like culture that, yeah, you wonder, Oh, um, that's great. You just elevated our podcast. Why? Because I said zeitgeist. Uh-huh. I don't know if I use that term correctly, but... <laughs> Shh, just, just, just go, just go, just go. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So, anyways... Um, uh, I don't even know if you can buy it anymore. Miss Hoover then says, now sprinkle sparkles on your paste. And she notes to Lisa, she says, Lisa, you're not sprinkling your sparkles. And Lisa tells her to shove it. Yeah. The whole classroom gasps yep. at this. And... Then immediately cut to Skinner's class or Skinner's office. Yep, Skinner says with Lisa in there. I have never seen a good student take such a slide. Lisa, what are you rebelling against? And she replies, "What do you got?" And then he gasps. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, we are then uh, cutting to the hallway outside of the bad girls' bathroom, mm-hmm. and they are recounting the story. It says Lisa told Hoover to shove it. And she's like, and I'm like, no way. Uh, she says, I'm afraid so. And I'm like, whoa. And she's like, and then Lisa walks in. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, Lisa. I'm like so impressed. When I was in the second grade, I was all like, hi there. I'm so good. And, and then they offer her a cigarette, a Laramie Jr. A Laramie Jr. Yep. yep. Um, and Lisa takes it, but she says, uh, I'll smoke it in class. So she does not smoke it in the bathroom. Yeah, but with the, the girls. girls are very impressed. Yeah, they're like, "Whoa, you got cojones!" Um, then Homer and Bart. I'm sorry, uh, Skinner and Bart. Yes, are walking in the hallway. Yes, and uh, he, go ahead. Skinner is complimenting him. He says, "You're doing a bang up job." Yep. Uh, before there were some quarters in this school that you just never go down. <laughs> now I feel safe anywhere. Every day is a new fight. Uh, or then Bart says, "Every day is a new fight, sir." Mm-hmm. Uh, Skinner says, Bart, the school is a police state. Students are afraid to sneeze, and I have you to thank. Yeah. Come with me. Mm-hmm. So they go to, I I don't remember what the thing says. It's the C's property room. Yes. So he uh, Skinner takes Bart into the property room. Uh-huh. Um, they get in, and Bart goes, Madre de Dios, 
mother of God. Thank you. Got it. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and he's like, the legends are true. And this is where Skinner explains to him that this is the room where all the stuff goes whenever a teacher confiscates something. Mm-hmm. So I guess when Miss Who, Mrs. Um, Kravapel confiscates like Playgirl, wait, what's it Play called? Play dude. Play dude, and what what a have you that um she holds on to it for a little bit and then puts it in the property room. I suppose so. Yeah. If she does that, at it's all. probably a pain to go down there every single time. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> you just empty out the drawer. She's got to yeah do do some batches. So uh, in the room there are salacious halter tops, complete collections of mad, cracked, and the occasional issue of crazy. And this fake plastic derriere who holds up a little butt that's got some kisses on it. Yeah, and Bart thinks that's very funny. <laughs> um, I just want to point out that uh, every time that the Simpsons reference mad or like a mad article uh-huh. or a title within said article or of said article, it includes the word bleck. So oh. like in the episode where uh, Bart go- uh, Homer versus the city of New York uh-huh. and Bart goes to the mad offices, um, Alfred E. Newman pokes his head out and says that he needs the uh, he needs something for the new kids on the bleck. Oh. And in this in this one we have Beauty and the Black, <laughs> and actually Cracked has a, a, a uh, oh I'm sorry Crazy has a uh, a title as well it's Star Black, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which I uh, I I hope because it, to me uh, it seems to be it seems to track that they came up with a crappier title for the Crazy uh-huh. because. Cracked Magazine was never as funny as mm-hmm. Mad Magazine was. But the great irony of all that is, is that when the internet came around, Mad did not adapt, and Cracked did. Uh-huh. And Cracked became way better yeah. and way more enjoyable than Mad online. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. Uh, if you if you, if you you think differently, uh, let us know. Get on the uh, Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group. and uh, Write me, us a letter. Let me have it. A la Mad Magazine. <laughs> Or, or you could just send us some uh, some threats on <laughs> online, a la uh, Sean Harley Davidson. That's right. <laughs> or what's his nuts? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've gotten any hate mail, but that's okay. Uh, so Skinner tells Bart that in order to show his gratitude, he's going to let him have one item from the room. Yep. Bart then picks the crossbow. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and, and he tells him he's like, "Be careful." Um, and he's like, "I will." Then we see him. We, 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 yeah, we move into a sequence here where Bart is uh, assisting again and also with, um, with like the effects of said uh, squealing that Bart's doing. Yeah. So the next, uh, the next scene, uh, Bart is looking at a permission slip or an absence slip from, quote unquote, Nelson's mother. Mm-hmm. But he says, look, look at this note signed by his mother, and this is his English home- homework. Oh, it really was from his mother. Uh-huh. He says, notice the identical elongated loops on the Ds. Uh, it's a forgery is uh-huh. what it is. <laughs> Hand- handwriting analysis is bunk science, BTW. Is it? Yes. I did not know. It is. Um, that like that has been determined in several different cases, um, or at least, but I mean, it's still used, but it's not like solid evidence. Uh-huh. Um, so I what, guess we'll just have to stick with our phrenology, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But like what is useful in cases and yeah. good evidence is like spelling patterns. Oh, okay. And so like if a criminal misspells, a word uh-huh. and then there's something or you know there's a letter at a crime scene 
like they like have them write down stuff. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm not explaining this well. So if they find a letter at a crime scene and our, a letter gets sent to the police, yeah. what have you. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this is our suspect. We're going to have him rewrite this. Uh-huh. But we're going to like we're we're going to tell him what to write. Uh-huh. And then he writes it down. And if he has like similar misspellings, yeah. similar like similar ways of doing stuff, that is far more solid evidence than like the loops match on the D. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, uh Robert Robert Durst that uh handwriting analysis, well, I guess writing analysis uh-huh. uh, came in pretty big when they were trying to convict him. Caitlin enjoys true crime. I do. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what would help with that? The Jinx, the Jinx is a really good documentary about Robert Durst. If anybody wants to watch some crazy banana stuff, any uh, relation to Fred Durst? Don't think so. Oh, okay. No, he's uh, Robert Durst is dead. He died like within the last year or so. Oh, but he he got away with murder for a very long time. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sense. and I just recently watched a, a forensics files where that was. Um, that played a role in, in convicting the guy. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You know what would help with that? Ask for a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Lawyer. Do not. Do not talk. You have the right to remain silent and use it. Well, you know how Robert Durst got caught or like how like like the final nail on the coffin for I him. I do not know. Is that they were filming this documentary. Uh-huh. He had to go to the bathroom or something. His mic was hot, and he started talking to himself about how he killed all these people. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> we should watch that documentary. It's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Carry on. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, forgery. Uh, the uh, letters of forgery. And then uh, another teacher has come back in, Mr. Glasscock. <laughs> Uh, he says, I, th- I never thought I could teach again. Things have, and Skinner says, things have changed. There will be no more mockery of your name, Mr. Glasscock. Yep. Sorry, I lifted the skirt too early. I said the punchline. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the cafeteria, and Milhouse and Martin are eating. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Milhouse and um, Lewis are eating. Uh-huh. And Milhouse says, hey, Lewis, watch this. And the, he shoots the paper, the straw paper uh-huh. at Kearney. And um, Kearney whines to Bart. He says, "Bart, do something." Does Kearney always sound like Ralph? No. Okay. No. He, He's he was, the past couple episodes we've seen him. He sounded very Ralph like. Yeah. He his his yeah uh his voice um uh is somewhat similar, but uh yeah. this is way more Ralph sounding. Okay. I thought it sounded weird too. Okay. Um, and so Bart takes Millhouse out of the um out of the cafeteria. Yep. Millhouse goes, sure, we have order, but at what price? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bart's still, his little reign of terror is still going strong. Um, then we cut back to Miss Hoover's classroom. Yep. Um, then Miss so, Ho- mm-hmm, uh, Hoover is uh, talking to the kids and she says, let's correct our homework ex- exercises. She says, Lisa, what 19th century figure was named old Hickory? And uh, Lisa responds with a pretty good quip. She says, I don't know. You? <laughs> yeah. So, so everybody starts laughing. Uh, Hoover cr- uh, chides her and says, Lisa, if you'd bother to do the assignment, you know the answer is. And she flips to the back where the answers are. And she says, the Battle of New Orleans. I mean, Andrew Jackson. And then Lisa, Lisa's like, wow, you're really earning your 18 grand a year. God. Woof. Damn, Lisa, <laughs> that is rough. Uh, so then 
school's out. Yeah, Lisa very obviously was asked, or she was given detention. Yep. And she's beating the chalkboard erasers outside the window, mm-hmm. talking to herself. She's like, stupid Hoover, thinks she's so smart. She wouldn't be so smart without her teacher's addition. Um, and then she we, has an idea. Yeah, she has an idea. She's inspired. This is this when she goes around and and steals all of them, or is that after the? Uh, she. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Then we get a montage of Lisa going into all the classrooms, stealing the teacher's edition of the books yep. from the classrooms. She piles them all in her locker. Yes. And then we cut to the teacher's lounge. Yes. And all the teachers are in there very clearly in distress. Mm-hmm. And uh, Skinner comes in and says, ladies and gentlemen, the unthinkable has happened. Some sick, twisted individual has stolen every teacher's edition in this school. Yeah. And so they're like, what do we do? And um, <laughs> some ideas are declare a snow day. Uh-huh. Uh, then somebody says, does anybody know the multiplication table? And so basically they're all panicking because they don't know much about what yep. they're teaching. So years ago, I tried to get a hold of, so the book that I was learning Latin from, I tried to get a hold of a teacher's edition and it was impossible. Yeah, you probably would have had to go through like the publisher. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried many avenues and could not get one, which really stunk because I really needed it. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't have anybody to check my answers against, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but uh, I, that's, I just, I'm just throwing that in there because I wrote it down how difficult it was for me to try and get. And I, I failed. I didn't get one. Uh, a teacher's edition of the right. Wheelux Latin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom was a teacher, so I remember very vividly the teacher's editions of the, of the books. And, mm-hmm. You know, just all the, having all the answers right at your fingertips. <laughs> yes. So Skinner says, please don't panic. They can smell fear. We then cut to Krabappel's classroom, and Mrs. K is standing in front of the class, and she goes, children, I know this is highly irregular, but for the rest of the day, Martin will be teaching the class. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, what? I will? I wouldn't know where to begin. And she's like, just do it, Brainiac. Yep. Yeah. So then we cut to another classroom with a teacher I did not recognize. Yeah. Uh, he's like, have I ever told you kids about the 60s? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Miss Hoover. All the kids are clamoring. They're um, trying to hand in paper. Yeah. Hand they're, in they're their try- papers. I, I assume they're trying to get their papers graded. Yeah. So she's like, I got to get out of here. So she leaves the classroom. Then she starts like... Uh, reciting to herself in the calm hallway. blue ocean calm blue ocean calm yeah. blue ocean oh uh, mr glasscock has comes in and says i'm leaving the profession again oh now mr glasscock please consider reconsider uh-huh. uh nope out he goes uh and then bart comes out of the private door which is i assume the private bathroom of skinner mm-hmm. uh the toilet flushes and he comes out whistling drying his hands says uh, Skinner says, Bart, I haven't. the police haven't had any luck in finding the teacher's additions. And then we cut to a very funny scene of the police force with dogs. And they're saying the dogs... <laughs> they're saying that the dogs have picked up on the scent of books. And then they look look up and they're at the library. The old Springfield library. Yeah. So they're like, send in the battering ram. And so then like all hell breaks <laughs> loose. Those poor librarians. And... Uh, we're back in the Skinner's office, and he says, we're going to have to reorder every book. He picks up the phone. Bart puts his finger on the hanger. The, the hanger-upper? Hanger-upper knob <laughs> thing. Yeah. The pokey-up thing. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love to play with that when I was a kid. Me too. Um, and um, 
He says, Seymour, I'll bet you a steak dinner those books are still here. All we have to do is search every locker. And Skinner replies, Bart, I'm not sure locker searches are permitted by the Supreme Court. To which Bart replies, I'm trying not to spit right right in the mic. P-F-F-T. Supreme Court, uh, what have they done for us lately? To which Skinner immediately acquiesces. Let's Let's move. move. I wonder what... I wonder if that's a dig at something that was going on in the Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm not Court sure what's going 90s. on in '92. Nah. Clinton has just taken office. Yes, <laughs> Clinton. Well, he was elected in '92. Was he elected in '92? Yeah, oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. No, he. Yeah, so Bush is still in office then. Yeah. Bush. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Terrible neighbor. <laughs> anyway. My memoirs. Anyway, <laughs> uh, enjoying this radio, everybody. Enjoying us just throwing random phrases back at each other. So they're out searching the lockers. Uh, Skinner is going one way, Bart is going the other, and then we see Lisa at her locker closing her locker, and they're on either side of her, uh-huh. a few lockers down. Yep. And uh, Bart gets to her locker uh, and opens it up, and. Lisa's, uh, Lisa says, that's right. It was I. And he says, Lisa, why did you do it? She goes, come on, Bart. In your pre-fascist <laughs> days, you knew the giddy thrill of feudal rebellion. He goes, yeah, but even I had my limits. You're looking at expulsion for this. And Lisa's feeling the weight of it now. She starts to cry. Yep. I know, I know. Uh, Skinner then comes up, on, comes up and he's like, oh, you found them, the books. Oh, that's right, the books fell out. I'm sorry. The yeah, books the books fell out of locker. And he's like, oh, the answers. And he's like, Simpson, you just saved this school $120. (laughs) Wow. Who's behind this monstrous crime? And then... Lisa is about to answer. And then Bart says, I am. (laughs) And um, so then we cut back to Skinner's office. Yep. He says, I've been so blind. In retrospect, all the signs pointed to a rogue hall monitor. And uh, Bart then says, I'm sorry if I betrayed your trust, Principal Sucker. Yeah. Um, and then Skinner says, now, Bart, in light of your recent service to the school, I've decided to be lenient. 400 days detention. I can do that. 400 days. I can do that standing on my head. All right. 500. Oh, big man. 600. Uh, maybe I'll just shut my big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, um, that's uh, a, a reference to um, Breakfast Club. Isn't it where the principal and what's his name, the bad boy character? Emilio uh, Estevez. No, not Emilio. No, 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 no. Um, anyway, I don't, I don't remember. He, uh, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Yeah, he keeps saying like, "You just earned yourself detention, oh, two yeah. days, whatever." Yeah. You know. Anyway, um, then we uh, we cut out of that scene into the hall, and Millhouse is the new hall monitor. He's yep. hauling Bart down. Let's go, Simpson. And then Lisa runs up. Bart, why did you take the blame? Because I didn't want you to wreck your life. You've got the brains and the talent to go as far as you want. And when you do, I'll be right there to borrow money. <laughs> <laughs> and she she is uh, taken with this. She says, oh, Bart. Yeah. So And then this is when we get the in-episode chalkboard gag. Yeah. Uh, I will not expose the ignorance of the faculty. <laughs> I will not expose the ignorance of the faculty, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, and as Bart is writing on the chalkboard... Lisa's outside playing her saxophone, and he calls to her. He says, sounds good, Lisa. Yep. Or Lisa, I think he says. Yeah. And then uh, cut to credits. Cut to credits. Yeah. The end. Yeah. 
I ha- I couldn't tell you the last time I watched this episode. I I knew nothing about it. Yeah, I don't all. think that we've watched it together. No. Uh, and so I I already said earlier that I liked it a lot. I liked it too. Not a beggar, but I definitely. Oh, sorry. Oh, are we putting you to sleep over here? <laughs> it's my nap time. <laughs> it um, is your nap time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was nice to get like a more Bart and Lisa centric episode, uh-huh. which we haven't seen in a while, if at all, yeah. thus far. Mm, at least not in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I like, again, like the basic trope of everything's turned on its head, but then at the end we're back to the status quo. Yes. Uh, I liked that aspect of it. Uh-huh. And Lisa... Lisa can be a little a uh, little turd if she wants to be. And she will be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she so. will be. She's got that streak in her. Uh-huh. Um uh just and she gets that from uh from Homer's mother. Uh we don't do we just don't know that yet. Oh, okay. And uh and so yeah, that's 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 going to become a very common thing with Lisa. And Lisa will also break the rules when she thinks she's doing the right thing. And right. that's really where that comes from when it comes to yeah, Homer's mother. Yeah, but this is different in that she's she's not doing the right thing. No. She's been told that her dream is basically invalid. Yeah. Therefore, she just becomes a turd. Yes, and she uh, she is definitely uh, acting out here. Yeah. Uh, it, this is much more like brattiness yeah. than it is righteousness. Right. Um, yeah. Perhaps, it's like, perhaps, I'm not going to get what I want. So I'm going to act like yes, an perhaps asshole. self-righteousness yeah. <laughs> in there that way. Um, but still, uh, I, I, I really like this episode. I think you're probably right. Probably not a, not a, a banger, but the jokes are funny. And, and I thought that overall the story was pretty well crafted yeah. and I liked how it uh, transitioned. Um, Another, um, also, Bart and Skinner episode, too, yep. where they're not against each other. They're yeah. Like, they're helping each other up until the very end, obviously. That's right. So, um, yeah, I guess I didn't think about this in, off the heels of the... Was it the last episode? No, we watched... I'm sorry. No, we watched uh, Sergeant, Skimmer's, uh, Scar- Sergeant Seymour Skinner's badass song yeah. this week. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But uh, still, yes, we do see uh, their relationship here where they are not mortal enemies yeah and i tend to like the episodes where they kind of team up and are rooting like not rooting for each other but like they're not adversaries i like yeah i like those episodes super all right well uh i think that more or less wraps everything up good episode uh we are gonna watch one next week that i don't remember it's dog of death oh no i I don't think that I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you what it's about at no. all. So that being said, we hope that you'll join us next week and make sure, hey, if you want to come back next week, that you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating, the highest rating on that platform. That sure does help us out a lot. Also, make sure you're following us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod, and we're also on Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. You can join the Facebook group, uh, the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group, if you'd like to be part of the conversation that we every so often try to get going in there. Um, and we uh, also would love to hear from you. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you were get she was uh, you were giving me a hand signal. Oh no, sorry, <laughs> my wrist is fucked up, so I'm like. Um, so if you want to uh, send us an email, we'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and send that email to Escalator to Nowhere Pod at gmail.com. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So next week is going to be a uh, uh, an adventure because, like I said, going I in blind. That's right. Yep. That's right. 
So uh, join us next week for Dog of Death. We'll look forward to having you here. And until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I'm a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we'll look forward to being here with you next week, dropping new episodes every week on Wednesday morning at 7.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh-huh. But till then. Smell you later. Bye. Bye.